Welcome to the Book of Psalms. I'm your host, Nancy Stallard. We'll be reading from the NIV translation. The term psalm comes from the Greek word for song or hymn and the Hebrew word for praises. In short, the Book of Psalms is the ancient hymnal of Israel. David wrote most of the psalms and they're broken up into five books. We're going to start with book one, which is Psalm 1 to 41. Welcome to the Book Psalms, Psalm number one. There are 150 psalms, and we're going to start with number one. And most of them were written by King David. Psalm one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I love Psalm 1. There's so much great stuff in there. And the first part is like a progression. As you notice, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. So what I was always taught about this first Psalm is that it kind of has three parts. It's a progression. Say there's people on this side of the street smoking, drinking, doing bad things. And over here is where you're walking on the good side, right? But you think, well, I'll just kind of walk on by those evil people and just kind of look over there. So first you're walking by, but then what happens? You kind of walk over there and you stand. And then pretty soon, what do you do? You sit down by them. See that progression? So if you don't walk by them in the first place, you won't stand and then you won't sit. So I just love that progression. And it always just helps me to try to stay away from evil. Just don't walk by it in the first place. And then I love a tree that's planted by streams of water. Where do a lot of trees grow? By water, right? Whenever you have a river, there's always lush things growing on both sides. But as further you get away from the river, what happens? Things die because they don't get the river water. So what does that mean for us? Where do we need to be? If Jesus is the water and he's the life, right? We need to be by his river. The closer we are to him, we're going to be fed and we're going to just flourish more. And then the wicked are like chaff that the wind blows away. You know what chaff is when they take wheat and they kind of sift it like this, they throw it up, throw it up, and the chaff is what ends up getting loose. And when they throw it up, the wind just carries it away. And you, all you have left is like the good kernels. And so that's how the wicked's going to be. They're going to be like, whew, just gone with the wind. And then the wicked are not going to stand in the judgment, but the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So that's comforting to me, knowing that the Lord is always watching over me and the way of the wicked is going to perish. So when you see, sometimes it's hard, isn't it right? You see people who aren't doing the right thing. They're being mean and cheating and not going to church and not following God. And they're the ones making all the money or getting popular or whatever. But you know what? It's okay. You just let those people do their thing. God is always going to be with us and he's going to just take care of the wicked. So I love this psalm. Let's make sure we always just keep walking the straight and narrow way. Don't go over there by the evil stuff. And if you do walk by, please don't stop and stand and please don't sit down. Have a good day following Jesus on the straight and narrow and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Psalm number two. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. 
Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. I like the beginning of Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and people plot in vain? It's like people think you know, they're ruling a country and that they can just rule the world and really... They're ruling in vain and plotting in vain because God is in control of everything. So it is kind of funny how, you know, the kings will take their stand, it says in verse 2, and gather against the Lord, but he's got it all under control for sure. Then I love verse 4 where it says, The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. I mean, can you just imagine God up there laughing? But it must be humorous to him when we try to do things without him. And some countries and rulers that are doing things without consulting God and not doing things his way, right? So it is kind of interesting to think of him up there scoffing and laughing. And then verse 11 says, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And there it doesn't mean that we should be afraid of God, but we should just have so much fear and awe and honor and respect of Him. So that's what it's talking about having the fear of the Lord, just being in awe of how wonderful He is. And then the last line, Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. Yes, my friends, He is our refuge, a very present help in trouble. So I hope today that you are just taking your refuge in Him and you're also just standing in awe and wonder of Him because He's an amazing God. I hope you enjoyed Psalm 2 and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome back to Psalm number 3. Psalm 3, a Psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. So I like this psalm um, because David's just talking about how many his foes are. And I don't have as many foes and problems that he has. I mean, he's saying tens and thousands of people are drawing up alongside of him. And he's really just crying out to God. And he's asking, you know, God, will you deliver me? And I love verse 3 where it says, You are a shield around me. You bestow glory on me and lift my head. And I know so many times I feel like, I have just been so down and, you know, like depressed or things are going bad or whatever. And I love that verse because I remember it's just like, he's going to lift my head. And when you lift your head up and you look at him, you get your eyes off all your problems down here and you're focusing on the solution, which is God, right? So I love that verse about lifting my head. And I think about that a lot. I'm like, Nancy, things are bad. You're down. You're looking down. Just lift your head. And when you do... It's like it just gets your eyes literally on the heavens and focusing on God, and it just really lifts your heart. And then I love verse 5, I lie down and sleep, I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. 
And we need to sleep, right? He gives us daytime and nighttime, so we need to be sleeping and not just up worrying all night. So I like that verse too because it says that He sustains me and that I will get some sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping, read that verse. I'll read it again one more time just for you, my friend, who isn't sleeping. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. And then verse 6, I will not fear even though 10,000 people are, are on side of me, on both sides. 10,000, that's a lot of people. I don't think any of us have a problem like that. And then verse 8, from the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. So my friend, he wants to give you sleep. He wants to help you. And he wants to, at this last thing, he wants to bless you. So I hope today you have a great day sleeping, trusting, and feeling blessed by God. Feel all of those today, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome back to Psalm number four. Psalm four. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So many great things in here. The first verse, answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. We know for sure that when we call on him, he's going to answer, don't we? That's very comforting. And the second part of that verse is, give me leave for my distress and be merciful to me and hear my prayer. And I love that because we can be confident that he hears our prayer. Sometimes it seems like he doesn't answer. How does he answer? Remember there's three ways? Yes, no, and wait. A lot of times there's the wait answer to the prayer, which is hard. But we do know that he always hears our prayers. And then I love verse 3. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. So again, he's affirming that the Lord's going to hear us. But also he has set us apart. You know, we're not of the world. He has set us apart to go do amazing, special things. So never forget that you are set apart to do great things for God. And then verse 8. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I love that verse. I say that a lot before I go to bed at night. And it is good because he does want us to have sleep, right? He created daytime for us to work and be active and nighttime for us to sleep. He wants us to rest and get good sleep. So I'm going to read this one one more time to help all of us sleep well at night. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I hope today you can remember you can always call on him. He's always going to answer that call and that at night you can pray that Lord, let me sleep in peace for you alone. Make me dwell in safety. He's going to keep you safe while you sleep. So have a good night sleeping, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome back to Psalm number five. Psalm five for the director of music for flutes, a Psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. 
The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men, the Lord abhors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence, I will bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue, they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. I love verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord, and consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help. You know, it's, it's good to know that we can go to Him with problems. We can sigh, we can cry, and He's going to be able to hear that, right? And He sees our tears, and He sees our sighing and crying. And even when you're really distressed and depressed and sad, it's okay. Just lift that still up to God. I love verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. You know, and that's a great way to start your day, right? In the morning, laying your requests before God and then waiting in expectation. I think sometimes we pray and we just think, well, you know, God will do it or not or whatever. We don't really keep waiting in expectation. So I like that line. I hope today we can all wait in expectation for the answers that we have lifted up to God. And it's great to do those in the morning. Great way to start your day. And then I love verse 8. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make straight your way before me. And I have here in the little side note, need to follow him every second. And that's really true. We need to be following him and he's going to make our paths straight. And this world looks like crazy and just turmoil and our paths are all over the place. But if you trust him, you're going to have a straight path. Won't we? Yes, we will. Straight path. You just wet those ears scratch. You're so funny. You're so funny. Okay. And lastly, verse 11. Let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. So you know what? We can be glad in Him, and we can be singing for joy. So I hope today you follow Him, knowing that He's going to make your path straight, and that you can sigh and cry, and it's okay to lift that up to God. And the third thing, third thing is you can be full of joy, because He's going to give you joy. Have a joyful day following Him on the straight path, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. And I would like to answer any question you may have about faith in Jesus. Just email me through my website, nancyjoytoyou.com.